0: To each and every one of you who appreciate a great glass of wine. You know what I
1: mean? Monday, let's raise a glass to the beginning of another week. It's time to unscrew, uncork, or saber a bottle. And let's begin exploring the wine glass. Today, I sit down with the husband and wife dynamic duo of craft cocktails. Together, they created Yes Cocktail Co. and Passa Robles. I had a blast learning about craft cocktails. In complete disclosure, prior to recording, I had no idea what the difference was between a syrup, a shrub, a mixer, and never mind bitters. But thanks to Lauren Butler and Brandon Alpert, who walked me through making two different cocktails while explaining everything, I am on my way to joining the craft cocktail craze. Be sure to check out their website, yescocktailco.com, to find recipes and all your craft cocktail needs. Before we get into the cocktail class, I would appreciate it. You could take a minute of your time to rate and review the podcast. It only takes a minute of your time, but it helps other wine lovers find Exploring the Wine Glass. And now you can even rate and review me on Spotify. Thanks so much. Slantia. Hey, everybody. I'm Lori Budd, a UC Davis winemaking program, sommelier Service, Champagne Specialist, and WSET Level 2 graduate. You can find Exploring the Wine Glass on all the socials as well as your favorite podcast catchers. If you haven't subscribed yet, now's the perfect time to swipe, subscribe, rate, and review. I promise I'll never tell you what to drink, but I'll always share what's in my glass. Hey, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Allure of the Poor. Today, I have something special. I am going out of my comfort zone today, and we are talking craft cocktails, but I have Lauren Butler and Brandon Alper of Yes Cocktail Company who are going to make it into my comfort zone because they're going to talk me through how to make a craft cocktail. So welcome. Welcome. Hello, Lauren and Brandon. How are you guys?
2: We're great. Thank you so much for having us.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, first off, everybody who listens to this podcast knows what a great a huge Paso proponent I am. So I am thrilled to be able to take another small business that is in Paso and give it some, you know, well-deserved kudos and a spotlight on them. So thank you for coming on and sharing your craft cocktail knowledge with me and my listeners.
0: Absolutely. We're, we're definitely Paso proud and we love anybody who loves Paso. It's such a great wine region to come visit. And it's still kind of a little bit of a hidden gem. So we love it too.
1: Absolutely. So my first question is always, how did you get into the business? So like craft cocktails, how did you guys say, yeah, I think I'm going to start a business of craft cocktails. (laughs)
0: that's always the first question
2: (laughs) it it actually starts back when Lauren and I met uh, before we were in the craft cocktail business Uh, we were both actors by trade and one of the things we bonded over when we were performing together was our love of cocktails
0: yes we always liked to drink but definitely as Uh, actors uh, did not really have the budget to do so. Um, It's not exactly a lucrative uh, career choice. (laughs) And we were theater actors. Um, So we definitely loved cocktails, loved drinking, and we wanted to make our own stuff at home. So after a three-year international tour with a children's theater company, um, we decided to settle here in the Paso area and try our hand at making some of the things I had been making at home, which were infused syrups and bitters and just all sorts of fun little tinctures and concoctions that I was brewing up at home. And we started selling them at our local farmers markets, which we have quite a lot on the central coast. Yes. One of the best things. things? Yeah, they're fabulous. So that was our our first kind of test run of the products. And we started with number one it says number one on the label and everything lavender honey oh and yeah so it's it's the first one and it's my favorite one yeah it's a good
2: one (laughs) still a favorite for both of us yeah And when we started at the farmers markets it was just sort of on a whim to be honest we were in between acting gigs and we were very passionate about what we brought out there but it just really grew from there right away we didn't really
0: um not that we didn't see it as a business but we didn't see all the potential. For all the people out there who didn't know how to make these things at home, I... I thought it was kind of common knowledge. For me, it was like, oh, yeah, of course I can whip up a syrup or this or that. But we discovered a lot of folks had no idea. uh, And we tried to keep our product line, and we still do, really unique. We don't try to make things that you could easily get the ingredients at the grocery store. We try to keep it something maybe a little harder to find and um, a little more upscale than your average cocktail mixer that you're going to find at BevMo. A
2: bit more unique and elevated than what you might find on your grocery store isle. And what was unique about the farmer's market approach was we have such a great access here in California to produce. And I mean, I know a lot of people know that, but when you're starting out making syrups, it's amazing when the vendor next to you is going to sell you the lemon, we're going to sell you the <laughs> herb, the botanicals that you can put right into these things. So it was just, it, it, it all sort of came together. It was really made to be a farmer's market product because that was what was going into it all natural ingredients were so key to our vision for what Yes Cocktail Co. is. And that can only be achieved by really being here on the Central Coast.
0: It's a huge part of it. And the the relationships we developed with the other vendors at the market for the produce we were sourcing, those are relationships we cultivate to this day. Um, To go back to lavender honey, lavender is grown like crazy in the Paso Robles area. Mm -hmm. It's a great region to grow lavender. Um, And we are able to get local crops to put into our batches. And that's something really important to us. And we think it really adds to the quality of the product. The quality ingredients are where it all starts. So for Absolutely. us- it's
1: like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time before we before we were here in Paso and all of this stuff, we uh, visited the area and we went to the slow farmer's market. We just happened to be there on a Thursday night. And well- being our first farmer's market that kind of ruined us for everybody else. like that yeah. that market is <laughs> just incredible and we walked by and there were blackberries and i am a blackberry fiend and they were so big that i was like oh these aren't going to be good because you know you i'm thinking grape wise right you, the bunch is really not, big no. it's not so flavorful all this stuff and the guy, you know the the gentleman is like here taste it and I drooled, like it just was like Blackberry. I was like, oh my God. And I bought, I bought the container and I was like, well, I'll take this home to the hotel and we'll do all the. It didn't make it the walk. Like I just was, you know, so good. It never
2: does. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. good.
1: And lavender is my favorite scent on the face of the earth. It is physically impossible for me to walk past a lavender plant and not sweep off a little bit, rub it in my hands, you know, and do a sniff. So I get it. It's all quality ingredients that and that's what correlates. And I'm sure if it wasn't quality ingredients, you wouldn't have taken off the way that you did. So
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, we definitely like to think so. And it's, it's just so cool to be able to find those ingredients too. Like you said, that pleasant surprise of coming across the blackberries and being so delighted. I mean, that's how we developed so many of our flavors. We were walking through the market and oh my goodness. Oh, look at this, you know, crop that's really thriving right now. Let's right. buy a bunch of it and try to make something yeah. out of it. A lot
2: of trial and error too, especially in the early days. And we started those markets in 2015. And okay. it was really a word of mouth thing. And we just started to do more and more markets and the markets led us to retailers, local retailers. And word of mouth led us to retailers actually all over the US now. So yeah. we're in our, it'll be our seventh year.
0: Yeah. crazy
2: to think. But yeah. speaking of yeah. the slow
0: market, that yeah. one is the crown jewel. <laughs> of, yeah. And I remember us just wanting to be invited to that market so badly. I mean, it yeah. was our yeah. dream. And when we finally got in, we were just in seventh heaven, just to be yeah. included. Yeah.
1: So, why do you think craft cocktails are so popular now? I mean, you see, you see, you know, craft cocktail. I don't know if the word is a rep bar, I guess, because it's not really a restaurant. Bars, they're popping up, you know, um, Alchemist Garden. You have, you know, all of these craft cocktail bars are popping up. Why? To me, it seems all of a sudden, but why do you think it's popular now?
2: I mean, 2008, 2009 in Manhattan, really, this is where this current boom started. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, our parents' generation, they were wine drinkers. Their parents' generation, they were cocktail drinkers. So I think it was just sort of this rediscovery of, of something different. You know, I think it's also that element of like, I don't necessarily want to do the exact same thing my parents did. So you had these young bartenders who were just, you know, sick of making cosmopolitans, overly sweet, just 90s martinis, and sort of revisiting really old recipes. And when you go back to the old stuff, you start discovering the possibilities within those old cocktails because really everything is just a riff. Not something that's been made before, yeah. but the beauty of cocktails is there's so much variety in that. And that started happening, and it just sort of spread, and I mean, it's still spreading to this day. I mean, it. you saw the craft beer boom sort of maybe a little bit before then, but right now, I, I, the cocktail renaissance is still happening, and it's oh, happening yeah. everywhere. I
0: think it's still on the upswing. Yes. Uh, I think we haven't quite reached the peak, but... Mm-hmm. Um, we, we are obviously pretty in tune with other products out there. And almost every day we see a new mixer company or bidders company or somebody, yep. and some of them come mm-hmm. and go. And some of them are going to have the staying power. Of course, we hope we have the staying power, right. but, um, I think it's definitely still growing and people right. are just getting more and more knowledgeable about how to make a drink. I think yeah. people are hungry to learn that the same way people were excited to learn Um, The details of of winemaking and the varietals within, they were excited about the craft beer movement, which was huge. And now cocktails is just that next renaissance. It'll just come, I think it'll be cyclical. I think we'll get excited about different things.
2: And during the pandemic, with everyone at home, I think a lot of people took pride in learning how to make drinks that they'd ordered out at bars. So that is creating more demand Mm. and more knowledge for cocktails just as the years go on. So that's just another element that just continues to add to what's happening right now.
1: You know, it's funny, I didn't, I never really thought about it. But what you said about how like this generation, the, you know, the previous generation wine drinkers, and then their generation, you know, their parents or whatever cocktail drinkers, that's so true, because like, if you think about all of the old shows you know, like the, the, you know, um, bewitched and, you know, whatever right. father knows best and all of that generation, they could, you know, the, the male comes home from work and the, sure. the poor wife who spent the entire day in the house doing nothing, you know, cleaning and doing everything, um, is there, here's a cocktail for you. Never right. a glass of wine. It was always a cocktail.
2: So yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I think that desire to do something different than what your parents did is strong in all of us.
2: Well, true. That, that being said, we do both love one. We do so. both love one, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so our generation is lucky that we can love all yeah. of it. Right. We can love <laughs> right. your right. and
2: talk
0: you. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Right. But I definitely remember my grandparents were a huge influence on this business. They owned a liquor store when I was growing mm-hmm. up and they absolutely loved to make their whiskey sours. In fact, here in our tasting room, I have their ice grinder because back before your refrigerator made fresh crushed ice for you, you had to make your ice, crack it into the grinder and grind it down for wow. your whiskey sours. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that their influence and their love of, Drinks uh influenced me a lot. And they didn't drink bad drinks. And I think that's a that's a huge thing. Yeah. A lot of people in the 80s and 90s drank really bad drinks because they just didn't know what was out All there. All those stupid
1: names, right? Like the, oh. the uh sex on the beach and yeah. the fuzzy navel. It was just yeah. like it's
0: you just know, a we... little dirty, yeah little... <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> And a lot of sweet. A lot of. And a lot yes.
0: of sweet, yeah. yeah. And that's definitely something we were you know, setting out to avoid in, in the creation of our product line and just in what we were drinking. Um, most of our product development came from what was in our glass. We would try a cocktail at a really fabulous bar and say, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. Okay, what's in it? Let's try to deconstruct it. Let's try to make it our own. Um, and that's been all the fun for us in, in making everything.
2: Yeah. And I think, especially at the beginning, when we started in 2015, 2016, we, we dealt with a lot of customers who had been so used to those sweet drinks of the eighties and nineties, that sort of an exciting reeducation of, of cocktails being all about balance. And that's really what they are all about. It's, it's all the elements coming together. I think a lot of people sort of got burnt out on them because they just thought they were one thing sweet.
1: Right. Right. And that, you know, that carries through with a lot of stuff, you know, it carries through in the wine world. Also, you know, Zinfandel Mm -hmm. people hear Zinfandel and they automatically think white Zinfandel and and that whole other world. Um, (laughs) so, so the, the craft cocktails that you guys are creating, do, do they have like fancy names? Literally all I know is CNC Manhattan because my dad drinks C&C Manhattans, but I don't think that classifies as a craft cocktail. That's just a cocktail, right? Um, and I don't know why I know this, but I know boxcar. I can't tell you what's in a boxcar or whatever, but somebody in my family must be must have drank boxcars because those are the only two things I know that could be deemed a cocktail other than like a martini, you know? Um, right, right. You know? But so- yeah. Do you have weird names? Do you have, do you create the names or are you just creating ingredients that make cocktails?
0: Yeah. You know, we try to be sophisticated enough to come up with some really cutesy names or some really smart names. Um, but ultimately we're, we're proponents of it should just taste good, but yeah, we do name everything. We try to make it cute and fancy, but all cocktails really can be traced back to six root cocktails we we refer to them as the mother cocktails and once you master those kind of like the art of french cooking once you master your mother sauces you can kind of play within those to make your own unique original cocktail and and jumping
2: off of that our our cocktails for instance our orange peel bitters our number two cocktail mixer you can use that to make an old-fashioned so you can use that to make Oh, it I've classic. heard
1: of that. I've heard of it old fashioned. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: so yes, it, it, going back to what you said, it's all sort of playing within those parameters, but creating something unique within them. something
0: different. So yeah. like, for example, let's take the old fashioned, right? That's a pretty finite cocktail. It's whiskey. So you could choose bourbon or rye. And then it's sugar, which traditionally it's a single sugar cube, which makes it measured, and some bitters, traditionally Agnostura bitters, and a couple of spoonfuls of water or at least some ice to dilute it in some way. So it's just sugar, bitters, and whiskey. But I can turn this into a craft cocktail, right, if I just change one thing. So Mm -hmm. let's say I change the traditional aromatic bitters and I decide I'm going to put in chocolate bitters. Well, now I have a chocolate, old fashioned. So I can give it some name, I can call it, you know, like summer in, I don't know, I can't <laughs> come up with anything good. But <laughs> I can call it something really fancy, but really all I did was just change one thing. And if I'm really fancy, I can change a couple of elements. I can use Yes Cocktail companies orange peel and bitters instead of my sugar. And I can use a, di- a black walnut bitters and now I can give it a whole new name. And I've, I've created a new cocktail. But it's just a riff on the original. So there's no shame in that riff part. It's just having the creativity to swap out a couple ingredients.
2: Yeah. And even going back to the Manhattan, which you mentioned, a Manhattan and and a martini are actually related on the same cocktail family tree because you're using a combination of spirit and vermouth. So for a martini, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to use two ounces of gin or vodka and one ounce of dry vermouth. For a Manhattan, you're going to use two ounces of rye whiskey and one ounce of sweet vermouth. So they're all that's sort of playing in that same ratio. Um, and, and that's where the fun comes in.
1: That's cool. That's cool. All right. So let's let's get a little education here. OK, so <laughs> by the way, chocolate bitters and bourbon, It's got to be you got to play off the name off of Willy Wonka somewhere. It's gotta yes! Wonka. Oh, um, got to be. But <laughs> <laughs> let's let's first say bitters. So. You have sent me two different cube bitters. So let's educate me and everybody else. What is a bitter and what would I do with this?
0: Okay, so bitters are just a simple extraction of any herb, fruit, or botanical in alcohol or some other kind of chemical that's gonna pull flavor. So unfortunately there are bitters out there created with propylene glycol, which acts similarly to alcohol in that it pulls flavor from a botanical, but that's the okay. same thing as antifreeze. So try to avoid those bitters. <laughs> <flavors. laughs> you want ones crafted with- real Mental health- no,
1: keep away from <laughs> um, those.
0: So basically think of it like, um, Uh, vanilla extract, right? I take my vanilla bean, I soak it in bourbon for X number of months and I end up with bourbon vanilla extract. Bitters are an extract and we use them like we would our spice rack. They're adding that little something special to the drink. Oftentimes if if you make a cocktail and you've added your citrus and you've added your simple syrup and you've added your spirit and you're like, uh, this is still kind of lackluster. You're probably missing the bitters. It's
2: like the seasoning. It's okay a little thing that's 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 really going to round out the other flavors in the beverage and the cubes come in uh we infuse them with the bitters so for a drink like an old fashioned we make our old fashioned cubes we've put the two dashes of bitters right into the cube so all you have to do is muddle that into your whiskey and you've got mm-hmm. it ready to go old fashioned so we just combined a couple of steps now those cubes you have in front of you, those are meant for sparkling wine or champagne. And you're just, oh, gonna okay. just, yeah, you're just gonna drop one right into your bubbly and it'll dissolve nicely. And you've got a very quick and easy champagne cocktail.
0: And this idea happened because we were at a New Year's Eve celebration and it's not uncommon to see champagne cocktails served just a plain sugar cube in <laughs> champagne right. or Prosecco. And I always thought, well, what a shame because I don't really like super sweet bubbles anyway. And I thought, why, why are we doing this? Like it's not adding anything except more sugar. So I thought, well, what if there's bitters on it? Uh, so we developed the bitters infused cubes, the lavender lemon and the grapefruit cardamom to, of course it sweetens it a little bit, but it also adds something more. It's not just sugar for sugar's sake, which right. I think is always a waste. And an old
2: champagne cocktail is just some bitters, uh, Angostura bitters and, and some bubbling. And sugar. yeah, So.
1: If somebody is going to be using these bitters um, in their sparkling, then they're probably going to want it to be a dry sparkling. Very important. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Because
1: I don't want to be, you know, having a sweet, uh, you know, a very sweet sparkling and then add it to it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just put it in something really Really, really dry. Obviously, don't open your best bottle of champagne and throw a sugar cube in it. Uh, this is, you know, for that bottle that was a little more affordable f- but, or maybe it right. got left behind at a party and, <laughs> and yeah. you need a little jujub. <laughs> Are also great just with a shot of your favorite spirit and some carbonated water,
2: right. and it makes okay. a really
0: light spritzer type cocktail. Yeah. Um, and that amount of sugar is minuscule when compared to most simple syrups, so mm. it won't oversweeten uh, your your spirit based drink.
2: We're both big gin fans, and I love doing one cube with about two ounces of gin. And that could either go the lavender, uh, lavender lemon cubes or the grapefruit cardamom cubes, some ice and some seltzer. And that's just a really nice, refreshing, super aromatic afternoon cocktail.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to try that with the cocktail because I have a, a huge bar that's got all of these, you know, cocktail, you know, gin, bourbon, all of this stuff. And, and we don't drink it. It was, you know, when company comes over, uh, right. you know, and well, not too much companies coming over lately. So, yeah. so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to give that give that a try. So that's yes. bitters. Okay. So let's I just have a question. Like in terms like the TTB, we have to deal with the TTB with the wine world, but there's no alcohol in any of these things, right? So yeah. so you don't have to, no signature required. We know that. No signature required <laughs> to get this delivered. You don't have to deal with the TTB. Do you have to deal with the FDA? Do you have to be?
0: Yes, we do. So yeah, we are considered a food product. Um, although, you know, we're cocktail adjacent, you're right. We don't have any alcohol in the finished drink itself. It's safe to make mocktails, great for kids or people who are non-drinkers as well. Um, but we do use alcohol in our processes. So similarly to vanilla extract, you know, we use alcohol to extract some of our flavors um, because we really want to use real ingredients rather than fake you know, red dye number 40 and flavor right. number 700. Um, but yeah, no alcohol in the finished drink, in the finished product. So right. that's fun for us. It right. opens up a lot more possibilities and a lot more ability to ship, which is why I right. Brandon said nationwide and internationally as well.
1: Right. And, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, how cool would it be to have like a little kid's party where, the, where, where they can come in and make non-alcoholic, craft drinks and you know be like the adults i'm um, probably a bad idea making kids think they're drinking alcohol when they're not no. but i think it'd be so cute you know they'll come in and they could be like little mini bartenders
2: oh we've, we've seen it happen <laughs> yeah. <right here>. so, <laughs> actually yeah.
0: we've even had kids come up at the san luis farmer's market there was a, a mom and daughter the daughter was about 11 and the mom was like oh wow this is so cool and she's asking me questions and the daughter goes yeah mom i've had it and the mother was horrified she was like wait Heritage did you have? Just like at Madison's house. Just like, what do you mean at Madison? It was a mocktail, Mom. That means no alcohol. (laughs) But yeah, they know what it is, and I think it is a fun way to introduce, uh, you know, new flavors and new ideas to to kids. Not necessarily promoting alcohol, but you know, we have a lot of
2: fun flavors and unique (laughs) things that you could also make great lemonades with. For sure.
0: All right. So
1: you also sent. Cocktail mixers. So, well, actually, let's... Yeah, so I've got a cocktail mixer, cucumber, jalapeno. One of
0: our most popular. Yes.
1: Jalapeno. I love jalapeno. Um, Blackberry and pomegranate. And as you know, like fiend over that. (laughs) And then your number one, lavender honey. So what makes a cocktail mixer? What would be the... Yeah, the definition of a cocktail mixer.
2: So our mixers contain simple syrup, bitters, and fresh citrus. So they've really got yeah. the whole elements covered. The idea with those is that you should be able to just have a few ingredients on hand and be able to make a great drink right away. We also have a line of syrups, which are just simple syrups on their own. When you use those, typically you're so going to need some fruit. Is this
1: it the syrup? Okay, yes.
2: yeah. so the passion
1: fruit syrup, okay.
2: Right. You'll need some other ingredients on hand. Um, the idea of the cocktail mixer is that it's ready to go and it's easy to make.
0: Yeah. It's the most user friendly. I think for a long time, cocktail mixers for folks just kind of meant corn syrup, some kind of flavor, maybe some citric acid, and it didn't really yield a very good result. So we set out to kind of reformulate what a cocktail mixer is. And basically we just broke down a good cocktail, which should contain alcohol, which isn't in our mixer right and then citrus that's in there Mm -hmm. simple syrup got it and bitters we put that in there so we just Mm -hmm. made a perfect cocktail and by perfect I mean the perfect ratio between sweet and acid and flavor and then just removed the spirit from it and and as a result we ended up with a product that's pretty versatile because with lavender honey I can make that gin cocktail with that or a whiskey cocktail with that. And I can give each one of those a cool, fun name, uh, but use the same mixer. Um, so that's been really fun for us is to see like the versatility of each product. It's not locked into one drink. It's not just margarita mix. Yeah, we
2: made right. them intentionally to be versatile.
1: So for this, so for this, basically, if I wanted to make this, I would take, I, I would do vodka. That's about the only okay. like. I rum is I can do rum, but it's not my favorite. (laughs) The only rum I really can do is already those like flavored stuff, which I know is horrible, but those things. So, but like I'll take I'll take vodka, um, and then like how would I what what would I do with this? How would I make my drink?
2: Yeah, so we do put some instructions on the bottle for you to make. Thank you. uh, Yes, uh, Yes. yes, we try we try to break down the cocktail, but what we recommend for a really perfect drink is one ounce of our mixer, two ounces of your spirit of choice, and three quarters of an ounce of some fresh citrus. That's just going to plus it up. You don't always get the citrus, but using a little bit of fresh citrus is just going to give it that nice little zing for the finished cocktail. And
0: we mentioned before that we include citrus in the mixer and we do, but adding that three quarter ounce sometimes even just half an ounce, which right. is basically just half of a lemon or lime in your drink, there's nothing that can replace fresh citrus. So when you go to the grocery store, you buy a lemon, right? Or you buy that little um,
1: plastic, <laughs> a little plastic. Right? Yeah.
0: The taste difference is insane. Like you just right. cannot get the same taste as a fresh lemon or, or lime or orange or really grapefruit, any of the citruses. Yeah. So that's why we recommend adding back in that little bit of citrus. It's going to take the drink from being a, oh, this is okay to being, oh, this is a cocktail. This is something mm-hmm. I would order out. And that citrus is a key element uh, to that, so right. that instructions on the bottle, uh, we tell you to to throw that back in. Um, mm-hmm. But let's say you were using the blackberry pomegranate to make a wine cocktail. Yes, like that one. Okay, do I, I get love. to drink
1: now? Do I get to drink yeah, now? That so. one. All right. love
0: a little hey, splash. In white do I wine. need
1: to shake it? Do I need to do
0: anything with this? Yeah, yes. give it a little shake up. It doesn't okay. need to be anything aggressive. Just. Enough yeah. to get anything that may have settled because we okay. do use real ingredients. We don't use emulsifiers which suspend particles within a product, right? right? So give it a little shake, you know. Okay.
2: because yeah, speaking of those local ingredients, the blackberries and pomegranates in that one are all sourced within 40 miles of here. Yep. So that is all local central coast right. product.
0: Okay. It's, uh,
1: so what I have, what you asked me to bring. So I have your yes cocktail co, I have lemon juice. I huh. have sparkling wine and I have a white wine. So
0: I think you can go sparkling or white wine for, for the blackberry. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think cool. let's do a white wine cocktail to start.
0: Okay. All right. Tell me what
1: to do. I got to right. first so open it.
2: Gonna... <laughs> and do you have a cocktail shaker there?
1: I do. No. Do I need All ice? Right. I don't have ice.
0: Uh, that's okay. You don't. The have wine. To
1: wine have to the add. wine is cold.
0: Yeah, that's Because it's a white one. Okay. And Brandon mentioned the shaker. The shaker isn't a necessity. A, a lot of yeah. our, our drinks are designed to mix in the glass. Right. Um, okay. Obviously, it's just easier. So if you do want to mix in your glass since your wine's already chilled, yeah. that's
2: totally fine. The wine is cold. Okay. Let's it's- just do it right in the glass.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, I never get to use my mixer, but okay, we can do it right in the glass. So when I don't, obviously, since I don't do a lot of cocktails, this is like my
2: that's perfect okay awesome all right right. so what do i do mixer we'll do one ounce of our mixer now i don't know what you have oh Oh,
0: she came prepared with a shot glass (laughs) measuring.
2: now these are things sometimes you can eyeball but since you've got that
0: yep
1: so one shot glass
0: one shot glass i wish i could do it on camera
1: but i'm afraid i'll spill it
2: yeah. A shot is about one and a half ounces. That's full up right there. So actually that'll be fine for this. That's, so fine. that's perfect. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: So definitely check your measuring tools at home um, to verify because cocktail jiggers, which are the most common way to measure a, a cocktail um, can vary in size. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Some designed for bars are going to be ounce and a half pours, but for home use, some are two ounce, which is The ideal cocktail amount, but bars serving.
1: This was purchased for me as a gift when I was in college, so I'm going to say it's kind of a bigger shot glass. (laughs)
2: Okay. All right. So then let's do some citrus. So for the for the lemon juice, we're going to do half of that Mm -hmm. uh, shot glass.
1: Okay.
0: And that'll give a nice balance because for this drink that we're making, we're we're using wine, not hard liquor spirit, so it's not as harsh. Yep. That should be nice. And now you're gonna want to do two or three shot glasses of your wine. Now, if we were using spirit, we would be doing two ounces of spirit. But since we're using wine, we wanna at least double that and and maybe even triple it depending on your preferences. We have okay. some customers who love to taste our mixer as the predominant note and others who really want to taste their wine and have the mixer kind well, of Well, I eat.
1: think I would like to taste your mixer cuz it's blackberry pomegranate. So yeah, okay. I would like so that. Three, 3 3
0: two. Or- you say, "Well, yeah, two, sure." <laughs> they're,
1: they're bigger, they're bigger shot glasses. I'll do two.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: All right. So this is a Riesling. It is a dry Riesling.
2: Okay, Excellent.
1: Guys. Yes, it is. Perfectly dry yourself. Riesling. All Perfect. right.
2: Jeez.
1: Cheers. So I'll say slancha. slancha. <laughs> oh. This could this is good. <laughs> <laughs> This is good. This could this could like if you were doing like um this could get you in trouble because Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, Which that I think is
1: happen. a problem with cocktails in general. Like yes. when they're good cocktails, I think you don't really taste that alcohol. And right.
0: right. When oh, you this strike that
1: so perfect, good.
0: When you get that perfect balance. When you get that perfect balance in a cocktail, that's when they're like just so drinkable, right? Because if it's too sweet, you get tired of it. If it's too harsh, you get tired of it. But if it's just right, that's when you can drink a lot of it. And that's wow.
1: This is really good. I'm going to finish this before this interview so you can walk me through another episode, another drink. Um, and honestly, if, if it's only two shots of wine, pfft, we yeah. can keep going. <laughs> um, okay. So, what is the difference? You said this. What is this? Was the mixer where everything was combined? But I don't think you explained what the, this is. A syrup, right? Right.
0: So, syrups are bar staples, and our line of syrups were really inspired by local bartenders and nationwide bartenders saying, "I love your product. It's so cool." But using a mixer is kind of like a dirty word if you're a bartender. It's just not. <laughs> It just makes you seem like you don't know what you're doing behind the bar because you want to be doing everything from scratch. Okay. So our mixer or our syrup line was really designed to please those customers who wanted something more uh, professional um, and wanted to make sure that they were showing off their best stuff. So a simple syrup that like what we make is 50% cane sugar and 50% something else. So the one you have is passion fruit. fruit. So that would be a passion fruit puree. We also make a cold brew coffee syrup. That one is the other half coffee. Um, Mm. We make a few infused syrups. We do a charred oak and maple that's uh, infused with uh, a bourbon barrel aged uh, syrup with maple to it. So something a little bit different there. And we also do a line of tonic syrups that are meant to make vodka tonics or gin and tonics. So all of these are going to be heavier in sugar, not because we are trying to yield a sweeter cocktail, but because we use more ingredients when we create the finished drink.
1: Uh,
0: And that's just, you know, basic mixology usually calls for infused. So um,
1: the mixer is for lazy people at home who don't want to have all of the ingredients and just want to be able to open one bottle, pour it in and add whatever alcohol they want. Right. And then the syrups, they're going to have to have other ingredients to put together to kind of make their own mixer type thing.
2: Right. Exactly. And there are some exceptions to that. For instance, the passion fruit syrup, you can honestly just add a splash of that to some Prosecco and you're you're gonna be good to go. But for the most part, you're gonna need some other ingredients on hand when you use them.
1: And now a word from our sponsor. Dracaena Wines loves to give back. There are so many fur babies that deserve to find their forever home. We would love to be able to help as many as possible. If you are part of a nonprofit organization or know of a nonprofit organization that would like to hold a fundraiser, please contact us at contact at dracinawines.com or visit our website dracinawines.com to fill out the form. How does the fundraiser work? It is super simple and costs your group absolutely nothing. Together, we will choose a month that your group will be sponsored. During the month, you promote the fundraiser just like any other event you'd hold. At the end of the month, we will donate 20% of the sales to your organization. The donations will be made in the name of each individual who purchased the wine so that you know exactly who helped the animals. Our goal is to raise as much funds as we possibly can and to help as many animals as possible. So please help us help as many fur babies as we possibly can. This is not a shrub. This is different than... A shrub. Right? I'm
0: so glad you brought up shrubs because actually, our original business plan was all about shrubs. I was okay. obsessed. Love <laughs> yeah. them. Um, and as we started taste testing with folks, we had so many bad reactions to the shrubs that we were like blown away. And that's actually what led us to develop our mixer and the, the combination. Yeah. So, when you make a shrub, it's a combination of sugar, flavor, which is usually like berries, strawberry, blackberry, right? And vinegar, oh. we took the vinegar element out and replaced it with fresh citrus and bitters to develop yeah. our mixers. Yeah,
2: shrubs are colonial era. It was a way to preserve fruits oh, okay. over time when ships had to make large crossings. So that's the oh. old history of the shrub. But in general, you do see them a lot popping up in trendy craft cocktails. Um, however, when you're starting a business and you're, you're out there tasting things, You some people have a very visceral reaction to vinegar, <laughs> as we find.
0: They freak out. Yeah,
2: and I think especially we have that note of, oh, vinegar is like a wine that's gone bad, mm-hmm. especially when you're people that aren't necessarily familiar with cocktails or the concept of a right. shrub. It's sort of it, a difficult approach. So we both like shrubs a lot. Love. I definitely think they're a little bit more divisive and they're more specific.
0: But you could make a shrub using our mixer. All you Mm -hmm. do is combine three parts mixer to one part vinegar, and it will make an instant shrub. And you can just add that to your spirit or to carbonated water. Um, But shrubs and shrubs and wine can be uh, a very off-putting, especially if you're like if you've ever tasted wine that's gone bad and you know right. they say it tastes like vinegar. So that can be uh, off-putting for people who are very much into wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for mixing with spirits, shrubs are so delicious. And
2: especially if they're a, a, an element of other ingredients in a, in a complex five or six ingredient delicious. cocktail, they can really be phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I love okay. a good shrub. So am I right? Probably not. But am I right in saying that the shrub would be more... Equivalent to your mixer than to the syrup. Yes. Yes. No. You. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. (laughs) All right. You're better at this than you. You know. (laughs) All right. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. It's just vinegar versus the citrus, so it's going to be a different palate experience for it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, because you want to get that acid from somewhere. And we've been talking a lot about this, this balance, right? It's what we're trying to strike in our food, what we're trying to get in our wine, and the same with the cocktail. And it's that combination of the alcohol, which I guess we'll call that the burn, uh, the sweetness from your fruit and your sugars, and then your acid. And that can come from vinegar, it can come from citrus. uh, It can, you know, it can be multiple sources that you get acid from, but you definitely want that in your drink. It's that little zing that keeps you coming back for more and doesn't make it too sweet.
1: Now, do some of these recommend better with wine or not? I'm sorry. Do some of these recommend better with vodka versus bourbon versus gin? Or is it literally just whatever the heck I like? I mean, I'm sure at some aspect it's whatever I like is what I like, but do some, do some, Yes. Go towards different ingredients. Yeah.
2: Some some were definitely built with certain spirits in mind. On the back of a rebuttal, we put a list of what we think they go best with. But going back to what you just said, we have had customers come in and tell us combinations that we had never thought I'm sorry.
1: of. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just read it. No. This is called Smoky and the Bandit. So
2: I just laughed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, yeah. we got
0: a cute one in there one.
2: Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll land on something fun. But yeah. The, We've had customers come back to us with ideas that were not what we thought, and we've absolutely loved them. So we find the mixer line, especially, it it, it really has become whatever you like.
0: One of the main ones that blew us away, actually, going back to wine, is our cucumber jalapeno that we sent you. We intended that to be for margaritas, you know, tequila, maybe some gin or vodka. We had a local winemaker... Uh, approach us and say, "Have you tried your cucumber jalapeno with my albarino?" And I was like, oh. "Why would never do that? I love your albarino. I would never
2: touch m- it, <laughs> mess it up
0: like that." You know, he said, "Oh no, just try it." And we made a picture of what we now refer to as our spicy sangria, and it is the most delicious combination with a dry white wine. And we never in a million years would have would have come up with that. So customers definitely have inspired a little more diversity in our own drinking as well. And
2: that also touches off of something, which is that we really want to highlight the spirit or who we're working with. We we don't want the flavors to overpower it. We think it all needs to work together. So that was a cool moment of collaboration.
0: Yeah. And that's actually why we're called Yes cocktail company Um, it without getting too nerdy on you yes is saying yes is the first rule of improvisational acting which is like where you make up the scene on the fly it's usually comedy based and um and you say yes and
2: that furthers the scene and if you say no, the scene stops. Then it's right. Extrapolated. We've, we've extrapolated that into just sort of how we look at life, how we look at cocktails, saying yes, and just keeping and adding to it and keep moving forward. Yeah.
0: So if I've got this great whiskey, I'm going to say yes. And okay. I'm going to put this blackberry pomegranate in it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just keep the ball rolling and, and, and collaborate. And definitely we want the spirit or the wine or whatever we're mixing with to sing. We want right. people to notice it in the drink. We're not trying to cover it up with our, you know, corn syrup based mixers. We're right. trying to highlight real herbs right. and and fruit.
1: Okay. So my glass is empty um, yes. and I have, I have sparkling. So would it be the same mixture if I'm using sparkling or would it be something different or
2: what, what do you think? Yeah. When you use the sparkling, you don't want to agitate those beautiful bubbles too much. So typically with sparkling, I think using a cube might be really Yeah, fun. you can try
0: one of the cubes or okay. I love the lavender honey yes. with um, a splash of sparkling and a, well, not a splash, a pour of sparkling okay. and a splash of citrus. Yeah. And then if you want to turn that into our riff on the French 75, which is a classic champagne, co- cocktail. champagne cocktail, you just add a shot of gin to it. Oh, um, I
1: don't have gin in, in my little room here. So, <laughs> but we'll have to keep that. Okay. So I have, I have my little cube. This is the okay, cube that goes in nice. first.
0: Yes. It yes. Does. Okay. Cause this one is in the slow burn, if you will, it, it okay. slowly dissolves over time. And that's kind of the point. Um, some people can even get two pours of champagne out of a single oh cube. God. It's super aromatic. So
1: good. People who are watching, you have no idea, but I am sniffing this cube, and it is so good. It is so aromatic. Okay, so cube goes in my glass, and then just fill the glass with my drink.
0: Yeah, pour yourself the bubbles. That's That's pretty easy. easy. (laughs) It's really easy. And if you want a little, a little hint of citrus, um, it's great to you know peel, use your peeler, and give yourself a little lemon garnish and. Put that over the top to really oh, plus make
1: it. it look fancy.
0: Yeah, but a little splash of fresh lemon juice works yeah, wonders. Beautifully, okay. Yeah, beautifully. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much.
1: So then, my you know, guess, my guess is that you want to wait till the cube dissolves before you start drinking, or do you drink it while it's?
0: Yeah, traditionally with champagne cocktails, they're served with the cube still in process of dissolving. Right. Yeah. So it sort of okay. becomes,
2: yeah, it sort of becomes even more of a treat as you go on. Yeah. And you can see okay. the
1: cube in there, yeah.
2: So yeah, how much?
1: Like- there it is. How much citrus do you think?
0: Just a a like, imagine if you had a wedge and you squeezed that amount. Oh, a okay. teaspoon at the yeah, most. A
2: teaspoon. Tea for that quantity of, of bubbly, I would say a, a, a teaspoon would be great.
0: Because you don't want to blow it out of the water. You right. still want to taste it. Okay. Champagne too. All right. So
1: now it just adds and more it's bubbles. it's definitely
0: going to be a lot more subtle than the the mixer, you know, it's just, Oh, but you
1: can smell it.
0: Yes. Good. The you aromatic. Totally smell it. Yeah. Yeah. Just that little hint of bitters.
1: Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. Because like I, I had a glass of it before I had to open huh. it. Yeah. um, And it's a di- completely different flavor and uh-huh. honestly, yeah. completely different flavor. And it's, the aromatics as it, you know, wine is so into your face and you want that nose, you want that aromatics and it's a beautiful wine, but this is now a different, beautiful wine.
0: Right. Yeah. And I hope that you're noticing, you're still tasting notes of wine, but just in a different way. I mean, it's almost like a pairing and like, it's a new wine when you taste it with a different.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? It's, it didn't sweeten it up like it, it didn't become a sweet wine. It, right, at all.
0: right. Yeah. And then, like I said, that, that cube will slowly dissolve for you. So you can add more on top. There's no right. rules. You just keep going. Right.
1: So <laughs> each cube would be about a five ounce pour of wine? Yes.
2: About? Yeah, okay, that's
1: perfect. Event. Perfect. Oh my God. Oh, it's going <laughs> to be a fun night tonight. Yes. That's what we um, so if somebody wanted to get into the craft cocktail game here, right. Um, at home, what, what are some key things they need to have in their house? What are the staples? You know, like I thought I was going to be using my little mixer here and you said I didn't need it. So what are the staples that somebody needs to have, make sure they have in the house so that, they can start using yes cocktail co and not go. Damn, I got to go to the store.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. definitely. If we do one more drink, we'll definitely have to use the mixer <laughs> because the mixer, I think, is important, especially if you're in terms of dilution. It's it's a it's a nice tool to have.
0: Yeah, shakers are great to have, but in a pinch, if you don't have a true shaker, because I was going to say that's one of the staples, um, a mason jar or anything with a tight fitting okay. lid. Oh, great. okay. Um, it, it really all you're doing with a shaker is combining the ingredients in a, in a vigorous, shaking manner and adding dilution, ice. You're melting the ice, adding a little water and reducing the burn that you're going to feel from the alcohol. So you want a good shaker. A
2: um, uh, j- jigger. I mean, let me grab one. A really measuring
0: quick. device. Yeah. So Brandon says a cocktail jigger, which I do agree with. Um, but you could use any measuring device. A tablespoon. Uh, Actually, one of our favorite measuring devices at home is actually a little glass Pyrex. That has the ounce measurements and tablespoons on there, um, and milliliters too.
2: That one's a beauty, actually. That That's my works. favorite. Thing. <laughs> now,
0: I think like a buck ninety nine at the grocery store. We're holding
2: up a nice, fancy copper one right now, but that little Pyrex thing—I swear to you—when I make cocktails at home, I end up using. I that know more. we
0: love it so much. I think we should just sell them because we're always talking about it. But there you go. Good
2: cocktails <laughs> <groceries. laughs> And if you're thinking about getting in, like you said, just starting in your on your craft cocktail journey, it's important to have a variety of spirits on hand. Um, I, not everyone likes everything, but especially if you're starting out, I think it's really important to have vodka, gin and whiskey yeah. to, to start. Or I know yeah. at okay. the
0: very least one clear spirit, like vodka or gin and okay. one amber colored spirit, like rum, uh, bourbon, or sometimes even something aged like a mezcal or something. Okay.
2: And sweet vermouth and dry vermouth.
0: Yeah. You gotta have Okay. Them. People are really afraid of vermouth. And, um, vermouth is amazing and delicious <laughs> is if you, once you get into it and it's so necessary for so many drinks. Yes. Uh, and then we talked earlier about citrus, gotta have good, fresh citrus. So maybe that means you need to go out and buy a little hand juicer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not somebody who wants to squeeze a lemon or a lime, that hurts. <laughs> uh, right. yeah, they're pretty that.
1: tough to squeeze.
0: <laughs> and sometimes limes, it can be like you squeeze and squeeze and you get like, the tiniest drop yeah. of life. <laughs> but you definitely want to have some fresh citrus.
2: If you've got those things and you've got a Yes Cocktail Co mixer or one of our syrups, I think you'll be in pretty good shape, that especially if you're, just, shape. if you're just starting. Yeah. It, it does become a rabbit hole, very much like wine does. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yes, yes. Once and you what about gar- your garnishes? You also sell garnishes. So I don't take this wrong, this question, because um, <laughs> I'm like, this is going to come out wrong. I know as I'm writing it. But does it do anything to the cocktail itself or is it just a pretty, is it just pretty picture?
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you asked because that is like the most common question we get. And, and I agree with you that it can seem like, why am I doing this? <laughs> but, Cocktails tend to not have the aromatic qualities that you'd get from a fabulous wine, right? We love, everyone loves the nose of a wine is sometimes even more delicious than the taste. It's part of the experience Mm -hmm. and a good cocktail should have some type of aromatic. And oftentimes without a garnish, it just doesn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, So absolutely that little twist of lemon or that, Orange peel. Yeah, the
2: orange peels in an old fashioned. I mean, it, when the bartender expresses the orange peel right around that glass, that's giving you all that yeah. nose action. When right you there. when you
0: take a peel yeah. and you squeeze it right, and all those oils come yeah. out, that's what you're adding to the cocktail. More so than the the visual and the peel itself, it's that oil that's really <laughs> enhancing the drink, and you do need it.
2: And you know, once you really burst in cocktails, you can start picking out the nose of different uh, amaros and vermouths and spirits. But yeah, I, I think that you're really, they're an aromatic. One thing that we do sell are our little dehydrated citrus garnishes. And the reason I like those is because they're going to give you a nice aromatic, but also they just sink down into the drink. And at the end, you got a little treat to yeah. enjoy because oh. it's been, it's, been
0: it's a snack. You should eat it. Like yeah. we <laughs> eat all of the broken pieces because yeah. we sort them, you know, to make sure yeah. you only get perfect pieces and they're delicious. They're, yeah. they're definitely a part of it. Don't, don't throw it away.
2: <laughs> and, and honestly, sometimes they're just fun. They're just fun to yeah. look at. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, and I he, guess at that
1: point they're absorbing some of that liquid. I know, I know my dad in his CNC Manhattan has to have two cherries. God forbid the bartender doesn't give him two cherries. Um, but he saves them to the very end and then he drinks them because you know, then he eats it because he unless my mom's with him, then he gives them to my mom. He's such the gentleman. Um oh. but <laughs> but I'm sure it's absorbed quite a bit of that that uh yes. alcohol. <laughs>
0: Oh, they have. And I am notorious. If anybody leaves a cherry in a cocktail, I, I don't care. I, go around will, the table. I will go around the table <laughs> and take everyone's cherry. <laughs> yeah. Not strangers, though. That's I strangers. Yeah. Yeah. Clarify the
2: that. The CDC does not recommend taking it. No, yeah. especially yeah. currently. currently. Uh,
1: so I saw on your website that you actually also sell kits. So what's, what's included in that kit that makes it a kit?
0: Right. Well, right now we're actually, we're going to be changing up our kits, mm-hmm. our kit selections, but they're still going to have the same vibe, which is we're trying to help novices and, and, and seasoned professionals alike to select the right yes products for them. So we've broken them into categories based on spirit. Um, so you can buy our vodka kit or our gin kit. And we're giving you what we feel is our favorite pairings for those spirits. They're really going to highlight
2: those spirits. And that's just an insight into us and what we think. Yeah,
0: it's a little bit our opinion. So we can be wrong. (laughs) Right. Um, But for example, like our tonic, uh, we put that in our vodka kit and we do think that our tonic is fabulous in vodka. It's right. our favorite pairing with that particular syrup. So
2: yeah, we, we have put it together. One of our favorite kits are our old-fashioned kits. We have our, our classic old-fashioned kits and our modern old-fashioned kits. And in there, you'll find the modern old-fashioned is really fun because we have our coffee syrup in there. We have a cocktail mm-hmm. called the cold-fashioned, which is like a cold brew coffee old-fashioned. And that is just one of my favorite things that we've ever come up with.
0: It's delightful. <laughs> and a lot of people may not have thought of that. When they right. look at the coffee syrup, they go, what the heck am I going to do with this? So the kits are just kind of designed to point you in the
2: right direction. In their expressions of what we like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's They're- good because you know what? Maybe
1: somebody wants to venture into a different, you know, realm. And then if the kit is there to, oh, okay, this can go with this. It It's a little more of a gentle push into that. Exactly. Into that.
0: Yeah, and you're more guaranteed to enjoy yourself because it's the right pairings where, you know, you might be really bummed if you're a whiskey drinker and you order our cucumber jalapeno and mix oh. it with your bourbon and say, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Well, it was the wrong pairing. You and, know.
2: <laughs> and lastly, on the kits, they're really fun. If you know, someone's, everybody knows someone that likes a specific spirit. So just from a shopping perspective, it's easy when, you know, Jenny likes gin. So I know what to grab Jenny right absolutely absolutely
1: absolutely and then you also do mixology experiences right so you can do private parties at your tasting room or so tell us about about the experience what happens if somebody wants to buy an experience
0: it's our most favorite and fun thing um so basically we teach you mixology 101 but we meet you where you are if you're somebody who knows learn about cocktails or, or, you know, we're, we're going to, um, come up to your level. So if you already know all these basics, we'll, we'll teach you how to take it a step further. But if you're just learning about cocktails, Dipping your
2: toes into the cocktail. Yeah. We can
0: teach you the basics. A lot of the things we've talked about today, the the simple ratios of how to make a a properly made drink, how to make the right kind of garnish, um, what kind of glassware you want to serve it in because that can get very, Mm. uh, expensive, uh, but also very fun. <laughs> Yeah. we're definitely proponents of using whatever glass you have and enjoy yeah. yourself, but sometimes the right glassware can really enhance the experience.
2: And, and if you check out our website, uh, we have a bunch of different classes that we offer. So the idea there is depending on what you're interested in, one of our, going back to what we talked about earlier, the mother, the six mother cocktails, that's actually one of our most popular classes where we, we teach you about the classics and then we tell you how to make a modern riff on the classics.
0: And by the end of the class, you will actually make your own... Riff, uh, your own custom created cocktail. And I'm yet to try one that's bad, uh, because every every right. guest is always like, well, tell me what you really think. You. Uh and actually they've all been really good. Yes. <laughs> uh one I've even stolen and put on our website as right. as a cocktail. I gave credit to this
1: person. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah they're awesome. actually
0: really good. And uh we just want to give people the tools to feel like they can make something incredible at home. I think the task of making a cocktail can feel really daunting for folks. And and we want it to be as simple and as fun as opening a bottle of really fabulous wine or opening up a really great beer it should be a, a part of the experience that isn't stressful yeah and I think right. a lot of people get
2: one one of our visions from the beginning is you know uh, cocktail bars especially as this this modern speakeasy has come around and those places are really fun but they can be imposing and intimidating yes. and it's all very crowded in darkness and that can have a fun effect, but can also have the effect of deterring people from trying things or being able or, or not feeling like they could ever make that at home. So we're sort of de- demystifying cocktailery.
1: You think about the, you know, the wine world, right? You, you right. say to somebody, Oh, I've got this fa- this fabulous Bordeaux. And people are like, oh, Bordeaux, oh, you know, and they start to get nervous and oh, it's got to be expensive and which it doesn't. Right. But, you know, they have this brain set of what a Bordeaux is and then they back down or even just a simple tasting. People are afraid to say, well, I taste, I get blackberry, you know, and is that right? You know, you always get, is that right? Well, if you're tasting blackberry, it's right, you know. Right.
2: Yeah. So yeah. you're and, doing
1: the same thing. I think craft cocktails, in in a different way, has that same fear factor of people of oh this this is a big deal a cocktail and it's really not. <laughs> but you know,
2: right? And and there are you know there can be some gatekeeping of secret recipes and approaches and very mis- mystifying stuff. But the truth is uh, anybody can make a great drink at home. We really believe that and. Yeah. It can be elevated and easy to make. That's something that we're all about too.
0: Yeah. So our classes are definitely designed to do just that, to teach people how to, how to make a good drink and how to make it their own uh, and make it really fun. We just love cocktails and cocktail parties and we want everyone to love them as much as we do and, and not be scared to give, give something new a try.
2: Right.
1: That's awesome. Now, if you ha- your tasting room is on a uh, union road, right? Um, right at that intersection, you're, are you, you're behind Brochelle? Are you? Yeah, behind? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. um, so if somebody comes to Paso and, and something I say all the time, you know, definitely come to Paso for the wine, but there is so much more to do in Paso than just wine. So yeah. if they're going to come to your tasting room, are do they need an appointment um, to taste, what is your tasting? Like run us through, I'm coming to your place for a tasting.
2: It's actually really exciting right now. We're, we're, we've taken over the space next to us, which is very exciting for us. We're actually building out an all new tasting room right now. We're booking, um, just our classes right now.
1: Okay. Um,
2: So you do need an appointment for that, but if you're coming in to just pick up a bottle, we're always open. So our bottle shop is still happening right now. And
0: we're by appointment only because as as Brandon said, we're taking over the space next to us and expanding. Um, and our current space is really tight. Uh, yeah. So it's it's small. And we want to make sure that you get an awesome experience. So if you just make an appointment ahead, um, yeah. it's really simple. You can book online. And you will have our undivided attention. Yes. All of our appointments are completely private appointments. Right. Um, so you can bring up to 14 guests will fit in our wow. in our yeah so it's a really fun way to get to know our product line and to get to know how to make some drinks um so if you don't want to make an appointment and do the full-on mixology class come in uh check out our bottle shop chat with us we'll we'll take you through what products we have available we do a lot of fun seasonal things that you can only get here in our tasting room um so you can come and get those and uh yeah check it all out
1: So, if somebody's doing a class, are they bringing their own alcohol, or
0: bring your own spirits? We are not currently distilling. Um, it's something that maybe will be in the works down the line, but yeah, it's it's bring your own spirits. Uh, so that's awesome for you because you know you're going to like it. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, Absolutely. and it's great here because you know we get a lot of folks that have come to Paso, and if we have a distillery trail here in slow County. I mean. There's a lot of great local spirits and, you know, we've got lots of recommendations and a lot of folks will come here with stuff they bought locally in hand and they're ready to mix them and, and, and put those spirits to work in a cocktail right away. So it's, it's a nice symbiotic relationship we really have with distillers. Wine yeah. Bakers, really like, that's
1: awesome. That's, you know, it's like, they can go, they can go buy to they can go buy a white wine at a winery and then bring it to you and use it for a mixer. They can go to one of our multiple distilleries, and you know, purchase it yeah. and come to you. So it's like small business supporting small business. You can't get better than that.
0: Seriously. Yeah. 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 It's 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 a great thing. And we're really happy to be a part of that community. And it's it's awesome for us.
1: I, I guess Paso is the best. There's just I don't care. There's no other place <laughs> like Paso. Just the people in Paso, just everything is is, you know, I, I'm a Paso cares about Paso is yeah
2: Yeah. totally yeah and
1: that is not true everywhere
2: (laughs) right yeah the biggest the most staggering thing that we always see here about paso is you know you're going to come into a winery here you're going to come into our tasting room here, you're going to meet the person who makes the product yeah that's that's really not the case that's not the case in napa that's not the case really anywhere and right now that's just sort of what is so wonderful and unique about what's happening
1: here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Oh, I do have one question that I forgot to ask. So now that I have opened this, what do Mm -hmm. I do? Because I can't drink this entire thing tonight, because I won't (laughs) get up tomorrow. So um, what do I do with this? Once you open one of your, your bottles? Mm -hmm.
0: So refrigerate our products mm-hmm. after opening. If you are worried uh, that you won't use it within eight weeks, which is what we recommend uh, before, it doesn't spoil, but it, it, it will be more lackluster in flavor. You can mm-hmm. freeze it in your ice cube tray. Then it will be portion size. Mm-hmm. You can throw it in a Ziploc baggie, keep it in the freezer and you're ready to go whenever you need your next drink uh, and it'll keep forever. Yep.
1: I do that with pesto, by the way. Yes! yeah and is that right you you get all of that basil so at the end of the summer you make all of that pesto and then you just put, put it in an ice cube tray and pff, good it, to
2: go exactly. exactly and we'll we'll often have customers say well it's past eight weeks and it's still in there oftentimes we just recommend that's the optimal flavor time that right. doesn't mean an unusable product after that time yeah we want right. to stress that yeah there. it's
0: just a, it's just a preferred best buy date Correct. It's not a hard and pack. is
1: that for is that for the syrup also? The yeah. same, same thing? Okay. Yes, so absolutely. Syrup. And then the cubes don't matter
0: yep. forever. Don't matter. Yeah, you're good.
1: So <laughs> just keep them in a dry location.
0: Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Not <laughs> <That> wet. <way. laughs> so we're at the hour, and I always try not to keep somebody longer than an hour because I know everybody is so busy. Small businesses are go, 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 go. Um, but did I miss anything that you want to mention about? Yes Cocktail Co or any about any of the products or anything like that? Did I miss anything?
2: No, No, I don't think so. Just our website. yes,cocktailco.com, is a really great resource. You can look through all of our stuff. We've got some great recipes. That's something that we're going to be expanding on this year. We have a lot more to add there. Um, And additionally, check out, follow us on uh, Instagram or join our mailing list. That's going to give you the most up-to-date information about what we're doing and what's new. We've got some really fun new stuff in the works flavor-wise for the next couple months. And that will be awesome. announcing soon. So that's yeah. really all. We're, but it we're has been out.
0: a pleasure to yes. talk to you. And I really do think you are a budding mixologist. Yes. Before you uh,
1: know it. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that I've got some really awesome ingredients here, I can go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can really explore more now because this is good. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> right. So my husband's going to come home and I'm going to go, hey, look at it. I'm going to do this now. Okay. So <laughs> I'll, I'll impress him
0: very I, good yeah, I, I that's well impressive.
1: so yeah and nice. then we'll have to stop by and see you in real in real life uh we you know our mm-hmm. our winery is just down the road so we're just off of airport so um oh, nice. we're not we're not far from you guys at all um so we will stop in to say hi the next time we are around
2: but yeah, thank you wait.
1: so much for joining me and for sending me all of this stuff. I cannot wait to try the other flavors, um, the other mixers. Uh, the lavender honey is just calling my name. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much. And I appreciate you taking the time and um, have a great, well, it's Thursday, but have a great weekend and hope, hope you have fun. I don't, I don't know. Any big plans?
0: Actually, yeah, we're actually taking a weekend off. Yes. For like the nice. <laughs> good for yes, you. A check
2: and remember what, where like the heck where? we were, what was going on. Yeah, yeah.
1: good it's for you. A crazy
0: crazy yeah. holiday season, yeah. so yeah. we're excited to yeah. have a weekend
1: off. Yes. <laughs> that's a small business man. It's a, it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. Yeah. Um, so good for you. Kudos for you for taking the weekend off, and I appreciate <laughs> you coming on. And I'm so happy to be able to share this. Uh, with my listeners because this is some seriously good stuff and I am I've got vodka in the house I've got it um, right. I'm going I'm gonna go give it a try so thank you very much and have a wonderful weekend and I have one last little swig left so I'll say slancha again and thank you thank
2: you yes thank yes. you thanks, thanks for it's having us class.
1: have a good one it. bye
0: bye, bye.
1: This has been another episode of Exploring the Wineglass. Glass. Thanks for listening. If you have suggestions on what topics you would like me to discuss, please reach out on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Exploring the Wineglass. I am also on LinkedIn as Lori Hoytbud. Of course, you can always email me at exploringthewineglass at gmail.com. If you enjoyed what you heard please rate review and subscribe to help others find me more easily and most importantly tell your wine loving friends because if you like the podcast they will too music is wine by kevens until next week slancha
0: special so very very special you are so special you even in the bible give me the red red wine give me the white white wine give me
1: the sweet, sweet.